The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to the men of old, you shall not kill, and whoever kills shall be liable to judgment. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother shall be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother shall be liable to the council, and whoever says, you fool, shall be liable to the hell of fire. So if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. Be first, first be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Make friends quickly with your accuser, while you are going with him to, to court, lest your accuser hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard, and you be put in prison. Truly I say to you, you will never get out till you have paid the last penny. The Gospel of the Lord. So we've moved uh, now from uh, all of the structure which the Lord has given through the Gospels uh, to prayer, the type of prayer that He desires. And now we move towards the right offering at the altar. So the culmination of our works of religion is adoration towards God. That's the highest act of our religion, is our adoration towards Him. And as we approach the altar of God, we approach Him in that spirit of adoration. And so what the Lord is saying here is that he's not only now formed his disciples in the type of prayer that he desires, but also the interior disposition of their heart, that he wants their heart to be pure, so that when we pray and when we come into the Lord's presence, when we draw near to him, he wants a heart that reflects his own, a heart that is made like his own. And so what he is telling his disciples here now is all of the type of things that must be pulled out of the human heart in order that it might be pleasing when it approaches the altar in adoration. And so the Lord says to his disciples, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees, meaning permeates all the way into the interior and into the heart and isn't simply superficial or hypocritical. He says, you have heard it said, and he goes through all of these deeper now judgments that the Lord shows, in the judgments that he places on human life, which is that he sees the heart. He says, I say to you, everyone who is angry is liable to judgment. Everyone who says to his brother, you fool, or everyone who insults his brother. And so all of these things that begin in the human heart, he wants purified, he wants uprooted. He wants even the beginnings of sin to be taken out of us. And he says, because when you are, if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave the gift and go and be reconciled first. And so one of the church fathers, and it's, I've saw it again yesterday in some of the more recent commentaries as well, 
is that we have to consider what is the offering that we bring to the altar? What is this gift that we bring to the Lord to his altar? And the commentators say is that that is the gift of our heart. That is what we bring to the altar. That is the sacrifice that is pleasing to the Lord. As it says in scripture, he desires a sacrifice of a humble, contrite heart. And so as we approach the sacrifice of Christ here at the altar, he wants in our own heart there to be a sacrifice in that we sacrifice all of these other things, that we ask for a heart that is pure, a heart that reflects his own, so that as we approach the altar where we encounter the sacred heart, our heart is becoming more and more conformed to his. And the way in which we do that is through our reconciliation with those whom we have offended. We've said it before, sometimes we can be too caught up in focusing on who has offended us. That is not the right way to approach the altar of God. We approach Christ in his sacrifice, and we have to remember that his sacrifice is a sacrifice for sinners, specifically those who offended him. He is the one who is ultimately offended by all human sin. And yet his response, forgiveness. His response, reconciliation. His response, he gives himself completely in love for all of us sinners. And so the one who has given us the model of perfect sacrifice invites us into his sacrifice. But in order to do that, it is the slow and painful transformation of our heart that he desires, a heart that becomes more and more like his, a heart that forgives, a heart that seeks reconciliation a heart that does not dwell on the wrongs that others have done against us, but rather focuses on the wrongs that we can actually change, which are ours. And so, as we bring our heart to the sacred heart, as we come to encounter Christ here, we must consider his heart. That is, I think, one of the beautiful inspirations of the type of adoration that goes on here through the inspiration of the congregation. The adoration of the sacred heart of Jesus in the Eucharist, the center and source of love and grace, of sanctification. Now, the Lord doesn't ask us, as we've said before, to do things that he will not assist us in doing. It's difficult to forgive. It's difficult as well to go out and reconcile with those whom we have offended. But he gives us strength. There's a principle that says that the closer we are to the source, the more we begin to resemble that source. And so if we want the transformation of our own heart, specifically to be like his heart, then we should spend time close to his heart. First and foremost, in the moments of Holy Communion, where we receive the Lord in the Blessed Sacrament, and the sacred heart of Jesus rests right next to our heart, in those moments, we can pray for that deeper conversion of our hearts. But also the time that we spend with the Lord in adoration, as we draw close to him, close to the Eucharistic fire. And in our time in adoration, simply being present in his presence is also has that beautiful transformative effect upon us. Being with him and close to the source himself is itself transformative. 
by being with Christ, he does in us what we are unable to do in ourselves. By drawing close to him and that purifying fire, the purification of our heart that is so difficult for us to do is very easy for him to do. And so as we spend time with him, as we dwell and linger in his presence, he transforms not only our mind and our soul, but most especially our heart. And he turns our heart into that pleasing sacrifice, making it humble and contrite. Amen. <laughs>